Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. They are old. They are not hip. They are the weird aunties that you didn't know you needed or wanted. And now, for a friendly reminder, this show is for adults. That darling DJ duo, Emma Davenport and Lady Attercop, drink cocktails, have potty mouths, and at least one of them was raised by wolves. <laughs> For the Clockwork Cabaret. Hooray. Are you sure about that? Oh, I thought I... I mean, it's only been uh, 700 episodes. How many episodes are we on? We're at 599 episodes. I mean, I know you've done this 599 other times, but are you sure the sound of the cuckoo tells people that it's time for the Clockwork Cabaret? Hooray? I guess it doesn't. I don't know. Now I don't know anything about anything well, anymore. <laughs> you'll find are you gonna <laughs> no I'm not. you're already starting you're already starting I thought, this, I thought this would be a funny bit but i've just made the energy weird <laughs> that's what you do it's fine <laughs> i mean that is my job on the show it's true <laughs> to make the energy weird um with... something that i thought it's a funny bit but just make things weird yeah so with that uh i am emmett davenport and i am lady Attercup. And if this is your first show, I'm so sorry. Yes, yeah. I'd, I'd like to say that this is different, but it's not. This it's is, really not. This is how it always rolls. Uh, it was a little bit easier when we weren't in the pandemic and, and recording in a distant rooms from each other. When we were actually <laughs> in the same room, I could kind of uh, like smack her on the arm, stare at her, elbow, me. elbow. <laughs> stare at me disapprovingly. Yes, give her that, uh, the stink eye, and get her to stop, but, but. She can't control me now. I can't, I can't do anything about it now. Stink eye does not translate through Zoom. No, it does not, and I keep trying, and I keep trying to figure out how to do it, and it just does not work. There is no way. Because you can't actually look at me. You're looking at a computer screen and kind of trying to make eye contact with the camera. And it's not the same. And I'm just running. Right. And she's not looking at the camera. So it doesn't matter. He's staring at myself talking. So I'm not even looking at the screen. Yeah. I'm just looking at the the recording uh, equipment. So I don't even know where she is in relation to it. So, so yes. So hi, hi everyone! Welcome. Uh, next week we will it will be our six hundredth episode. Oh dang! I don't know what that actually means in terms of time <laughs> or how well, long I've been actually doing this, but I've been doing this show for a very long time since t- two thousand eight, January of two thousand eight. Oh, is when I. St- when we first started that, it's a it's a long I, time it's a long time i remember when we hit the 10-year mark yes that was only a couple years ago i know well 
couple of years ago in 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 twenty twenty one time is yes yes it, before, it's, it's relative times. it could it was three hundred years ago three hundred and eighty years ago yes and uh so yes six I feel like a six hundred episode is a is a big deal I know it, it's a big deal when television shows hit the 600 episode but i oh. i have no idea i'm sure this is the time where i'm supposed to, we're supposed to like jump the shark but i mean i have a shark head but i don't know how we would coordinate that yeah, over Zoom. i feel like i feel like that's i feel like that that this is not something we can do <laughs> what, what would what would jump the shark on this show for this show i we don't were, uh, you know Everyone who has ever been on the show in the past has has come back and takes it over, and I get to retire. And then there's a motorcycle chase. A motorcycle chase. A mare. A wedding. Oh, definitely a wedding. Possibly a murder. A uh, a a a caper. There would be a caper. A grand caper of some sort. We we had some capers. Yes, but we need a bigger caper. We need a bigger one. We need a caper with a shark. With a shark. I don't know if they, when they say jump the shark, if that means literally a shark. It's it's a literal reference to to a... Uh, Fonzie. A happy days. Yes, to Fonzie jumping the shark. Yeah, so it was a literal shark jumping. Yes, originally. We need motorcycles, leather jackets, clearly a boat, a shark. Uh, I, no, is, is I don't know a- if we've got the budget for that. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good time to plug our Patreon. <laughs> well, also... Patreon.com backslash Ideon Studios. Please, if you would like us to jump a literal shark. We will... I have several small sharks we could jump. Yes, well, and you have the, your shark head. I could wear a shark head. I could be a shark while jumping a shark. Oh, uh, there you go. It's very meta. That, it's, that, that's it. It's Inception. Inception. <laughs> We've got it. We figured it out. Good, glad. Good. Good meeting. Glad yes. we recorded that for the listeners, so there's no big surprise for next, next week. week. Oh no, that's all right. We're, we're we will both have completely forgotten completely about this forgotten. by next week, and and not remember why we're doing any of the things we're doing. You'll just have a sticky note that says shark. And Question like, mark. Oh, look at that. I've made myself a note about sharks. I do like them. Yes. And then and <laughs> I will make a note that says something about how 600 and I will just think that's the sequel to the 300 and I won't know why. Oh, it's just about to make that same joke. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this show together too long. Yes. Wonder <laughs> what that the three hundred sequel. Ooh, yes, bringing back humor from the early two thousands. Yeah. This surely get us a sponsor deal with that some sweet, sweet blue apron money. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> We're unmarketable. No one wants we know, this show. We know we're unmarketable. <sighs> I don't know. Okay. We are on a we are on a radio station now, so we're not completely unmarketable. Someone likes us. That's right. The it folks was. at Mad Wasp like us, and and <laughs> and uh, I sometimes wonder if they actually listen to the show. But uh... England and Australia, you guys like us. Yes, the whole country. Just I well. I refuse Both to countries. Oh, hey, my cat's going to be involved in the show now. Hey, how are you? Please know. <laughs> That's another thing we didn't have to worry about when it was just you and I in an actual studio. <laughs> yes, 
yeah. There was no extra observers. Yeah, she wants a cut of the uh, Patreon money, by the way, she told me. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't know if that's going to work. So, uh... I don't think she needs a... I don't think she needs an expense account, personally, but... Well, she has to talk to her agent. Yeah, well, I... She really needs to start uh, putting, you know, her money where her mouth is and start actually doing some stuff on the show because her just prancing around doesn't really do anything when... It's not a video. Me- I said for or, an audio medium. For an audio medi- medium, that doesn't really work. All right. She's so far zero return on these cats. Yeah. Yeah. No, no internet fame. <laughs> no, no internet con- tr- controversies. Nothing. Nothing. They give me nothing. <laughs> give me nothing. You're not paying the rent. You're not helping the show. You're not cleaning up after yourself. You don't clean up after you. De- they definitely do not clean up after some. They refuse to mow the lawn. You got to get them a tinier lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> or just a tiny cat lawnmower. Or a lawn, or a riding lawnmower, so that they can ride around on it. Well, I mean, the, the other cat, Tildy, she does try to mow the lawn, but she just uses her mouth, just chews in the grass. Oh a yeah. Outside. That's a I'm different. Like, that's I don't a... think that's helping. That's a different Very thing. Slow. She gets <laughs> distracted easily. She's like me. Oh. Often running in a new direction before she's even finished the first thought. <laughs> you know how that is. I I do. I do. Yeah, you <laughs> I do as the person who who is on the other side of, of of all of that. I often understand completely. <laughs> you should. She's trying to host a, t- a, a podcast of a cat. It is. It's, uh, it's often like hurting a cat. When we did the, the other podcast that we did, the D and the uh, role playing game podcast. Oh God, yeah. Um, that was very much like hurting cats. I was very glad to be one of the cats and not the person trying to wrangle them. <laughs> it fe- it felt nice. It felt freeing. I felt a like, little... For once, I'm the one that's going to be causing problems. The one I'm going to be over here going, huh? What? Did you ask <laughs> me a question? I don't know what you were saying. Was I paying attention? I was not. Can I hit it? That's usually my <laughs> response. Can yeah. I hit it? hit it. Whatever it is. No, why would you hit that? Because I, I wanted I to. I wasn't paying attention. I forgot what we were doing for a minute there. Yeah. And I just wanted to hit it. My favorite part of the of our uh, brief RPG podcast was when I was DMing and I was, there was the very obvious trap. <laughs> you guys were like, I know this is a trap, but in character, I would spring this. I would definitely go and frolic in that field of obviously poisoned poppies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to spring the trap. I'm like, the very obvious trap. You're going to spring the tra- obvious trap. And you're, like, you're all like, yep, nope, in character. That would be what we would yes. do. Absolutely. We, we ourselves, not so much. We know it's a trap. We would very much go, yeah, we're going to go around that. But our characters, not so much. That's what makes good uh, role playing. <laughs> That's how and you know. on making me do all the voices. Like, we're going to go back and re-talk to that guy that appeared once five episodes ago. Well. I'm like, oh, I do not. That's that's revenge for for you torturing poor Donnie. 
Look. When we ask him the name of the character constantly. Well, what's his name? This 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 non-player character who's only supposed to be here to direct you to one thing. Yeah, I want to know what his name is. I want to know his name. I want to know his backstory. He's going to be he our here? best friend. Why is he here? He interests me. How does he feel about it? Why is it? What's what's his story? Yeah. So that I I feel like that is purely revenge. Now we're gonna get people explaining RPGs to us. Please don't. I've, <laughs> I've and why, done. And why we're wrong about them? I is there a wrong way to do? I know there probably is. No, don't way. ask that. Don't. don't ask no, that. I shouldn't ask because I'm sure someone will tell us that there is a wrong way to do it. And that it's probably the way we've been doing it the whole time. It's 100% the way we've been doing it the whole time. Uh, I... <laughs> we, we were discussing before we started recording what the, the, the most egregious moment of mansplaining that we had had ever in, endured. Is endured the right word? I feel is like endured is a good word. Uh, not, not even online, in person. Oh, yeah. In person, it's worse, I feel like. Yeah, because if you're just, if it's online, you can just close out whatever. Yes, or block program them. Or app or web page that you're on and be like, I'm just going to go away now because I physically can. Yeah. Yeah. But in person, you're a little bit more trapped. That's true. Um, so I once had someone explain podcasting to me <laughs> a moments after I explained that I run a podcast. Speaking of 600 episodes. Yes. And the, and the gentleman proceeded to explain to me all of the nuances and technical things, technicalities, and all of the various things that go into podcasting, to which I kept going, yes, I know. Because I do it. Because I do one. I've been doing one since 2007. 2007. 2007. No, no. Still, yep. Yep. Also. managed to record those voices into an audio file. Managed to do it all the time. Every week. (laughs) And then, uh, also, when I was, uh, in the cafe... In the coffee shop that I own, having made coffee drinks for this person, they were then explaining to me how to make coffee drinks, which was very interesting to me. And also, like, are you trying to... It kind of felt like, are you trying to tell me that I did it wrong? Or... Yeah, like, what's your motivation here, I don't quite know. Are are you looking for a job? Are you... just want to bond over the fact that we both know that roasted coffee beans. Also, you kept calling it a cappuccino machine, which is not what it's called. That is an espresso machine. You can make cappuccino with an espresso machine, but it is not a cappuccino machine. Yeah, I, I love when somebody corrects your terminology with something that's inaccurate. Like when, you know, a record. Oh, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> in, in but your, that's vinyl, in, right? That, yeah, yes. It was in your, <laughs> the, the old space where you had a, there was a DJ booth, a built-in wooden, you know, DJ booth. And I was back there, and there was two turntables 
turntables that you put records on. Uh, Otherwise known as record players. Other, yeah, also known as record players. And I was putting a record on the player, queuing it up. And the guy's like, why? Oh, oh, that's You don't see a lot of people using uh, vinyl anymore. You know, like, it's really interesting that you're using that. I was like, well, you know, I said, there's a lot of stuff that never made the transition into CD or any kind of digital format. So like here, yeah, over here is where the CDs are. Here's where you can plug a computer in. This is, you know, this is where we put the records on. He's like, I think you mean, I'm like, I'm in the middle of playing music, chit-chatting with him. And he's like, I think you mean vinyl. <laughs> it's like, I, no, I, I meant record. I, I had a girlfriend with him that was like just dying a thousand deaths, <laughs> trying to get him out of there. But he wanted to tell me more about vinyl. And I really, I, I did almost pull the old card with like, well, you know, back in my day, <laughs> We called them records. Back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. But I just went, no, I meant record. (laughs) I got to listen to see if this is the song I want. I got to put these headphones on. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. I was just like, I didn't go on a big black CD, sir. I think I know what it is. Oh, for our younger listeners, CDs used to be the digital, the, the, uh, the file format for digital music. Before that, it was tape, but that wasn't a digital format. That was a physical. That was a cassette. It was a cassette, and then well, some. And there was also there was also uh, you know, eight tracks. Eight tracks. I think eight tracks were tape too, weren't they? They were a type of tape, yeah. But it was an eight track tape. Um, It was an eight track tape. Back then, you used to have to record music onto tape. Yeah, onto physical things. Like we know, and then give them to other people so that, that they was called can... a mixtape. Yes. <laughs> it was like we know this technology still exists. Back in the day, if you wanted a song that you didn't that wasn't released yet, you had to f- wait for it to come onto the radio and then hold up your tape player to the other radio and record it. Hit record on the tape player, and not, not if you had a, one of those sweet double deck tape players. Yeah, that was that a little had more... a radio in it. I didn't get that until later. As it, that but was, when I was, was a, technology back then. Yes, when I was a small wee child, I had to hold up a tape recorder to another t- <laughs> to the radio. I remember doing that and get a really grainy, terrible copy of and whatever. And inevitably, the DJ would talk over the yes. beginning or the end of the tape, which we now know is for legal reasons. But like, <laughs> I was like, shut up! I want this song. Yeah, they were doing it because they knew people were holding up tape decks to record. <laughs> they knew we were, we were recording it illegally. <laughs> and, and that is why sometimes technology is great. And, and but yeah, I, I, I mean, we, we would, I, I, I admit I have been the, the, not the victim, but the perpetrator of an unwanted explanation at people before. Oh, no, I have uh, it. Quite well. frequently enough that I have a code word. For, so that means, shut up, lady, had her cup, move on. Drop yes. the subject. Yeah, we talked about that on. last week, actually. Yes, yes, we did talk about my code word. Yes, uh, your so, inappropriate like, I, like, I code word that does so, not... Sometimes you get, like, and I understand, like, maybe sometimes some of these pe- people were... Uh, in the moment trying to be cool or interesting and out of sheer panic just started saying dumb shit because they're like i, I want to talk to this person about 
podcasting. Oh, God, I'm explaining podcasting to somebody who podcasts. Yeah. Oh, no, I have also... I have... I have, I have Emmett explained to plenty yes. of people. Yes. I definitely had her cop explained. And but it, when you get corrected, though. Yes. With terminology that's inaccurate or just means the exact same thing as what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to be less generous with those folks. It is true. It is true. And that is why I'm going to press a button. This is Mad Wasp Radio. Stop by our dimly lit and unexplainably damp bookstore to peruse and purchase our seething collection of hideous books on any number of uncomfortable topics to include The Organ Slapper's Field Guide, Neighbor Spotting, A Picture Book of Unfortunate Clowns, Hobo Tagging, The Lady's Way to Choke Things, and How to Make a Dog Vomit, Part the First. Shank Street, Unpleasant Used and Rare Books. You know you at least want to look. It wasn't me, I wasn't there I was just watching from over here And besides, I couldn't afford the bus fare In Hollywood and Washington They shake and smile through the harm they've done But it's your little red wagon and Babel and it fell down 
Life's full of problems, but I won't be one of them. I can go as easy as I came. It's just the entropy sapping my energy. Darling, I'm wise to your little game. Just because I'm nice doesn't mean I'm blind. Jessica Law with Nice versus Klein. Kind. Not Klein. <laughs> Klein was not involved in that song. Oh man. First song set already doing so good. Before that, we had Frank with Bulldagger Swagger. And starting off our set was Jenny Lewis with the Watson Twins and It Wasn't Me. It's nice to be important, more important to your eyes. Kindness and humility are the key to my advice. Life is not in vain. 
Blasting Company with Everything is Nice and Fine from Over the Garden Wall. Before that, we had a halo called Fred with Zero Fucks. And starting off our set was the Steamboat Cabaret with the Importance of Being Nice. Mad Walk Radio relies on listener support to keep us going. So if you have a spare moment, please visit our donate page on our website, madwalkradio.com, and give us a few pennies. Thank you. 
It's a wonderful life, it's a wonderful life Traversing tears from the heavens My heart is a melodrum, a melodrum in fact Satellite by echoes of pain 24-7 24-7 I dream I smile I walk I cry I dream I smile I walk I cry You might not say that it's a wonderful world And it's a wonderful life, and it's a wonderful day, just as yesterday. But I won't complain. No, I won't complain. Uh, oh, my good days are far gone. They'll surely come back one more So I won't complain No, no My mind is a mirror A reflection only known to me And for those who hate me The more you hate me The more you help me And those who love me, the more you love me, the more you hurt me. And when I go to bed in the night, I see some children in the light, fighting on old shadows behind my mother's back. And although I don't understand my dreams, I know somewhere there's hope, there's hope, there's hope somewhere, there's hope. Sky dream, I smile, I walk, I cry, I dream, I smile, I walk, I cry. You might not say that it's a wonderful world, and it's a wonderful life, and it's a wonderful Wonderful day, just as yesterday. But I won't complain. I won't complain. No, no.
your bread, the prayer blues on your head, the pause and the joke that makes you cry till you choke. As a lover, I'm unsurpassed, but I come first and you go last. No rival comes above me, I will fuck you till you love me. The end is nigh, so am I. I am free to be there when you die. Suck on your memories, learn from your mistakes, curate the nightmares that keep you awake. I will text from upstairs just to say you're pretty. May you live to see my love turn to pity. I hate when you cry, so dry your eyes. I am free to be there when you die. I will eat the sins pressed into your flesh. I will empty and embalm. I will bathe and bless. Just upload your heartache onto my soft drive. We will live forever. The singularity has arrived. It's do or die. The planet's gonna fry. But when you say goodbye, it will still be there when you die. I must admit my life's been one long bad decision. But my jail cell's been carved out with precision. So spare me the bedside manner. Who said a tumor is subtle? My kingdom for a hammer to deliver my rebuttal. Some will say I deserve this. It ain't karma, bitch. I'm a drag in the system. Why not make room for the rich? Christians will avert their eyes and pray to heaven above. I say, sweet Jesus, I'll take Medicaid over your love. I don't know. Like an oyster, I will break your fucking bones. Let's just get the plot. Slash the Gordian knot. If you had a body, I'd say let's step outside. If I had the courage, I'd bury myself alive. I may not live forever. You, I will survive. I am so.
Rasputina's cover of You Don't Own Me. Before that, we had John Cameron Mitchell with Homunculus. And starting off our set was Benjamin Clementine's I Won't Complain. spent I'll drive you home and I'll pay your rent say you're beautiful when you're not beautiful and when you're sick you know I'll change your sheets I'll bring you drugs sing you to sleep pray for miracles that you don't believe in miracles It's a wonderful life Myself. 
But if I can save you when the darkness comes Or prove love greater than the bomb I'll try to pretend Right up to the end That all we ever need to do Is to see the world the way dreamers do And I'd say never say die And you'd say it's a wonderful life But you know that's a wonderful life
won't be happy till I make you happy too. Life's really worth living when we are mirth giving. Why can't I give some to you? When skies are gray and you say you are blue, I send the songs smiling through. I want to be happy. But I won't be happy till I make you happy too. to be happy before that we had the Pupini sisters with liar liar and starting off our set was the real tuesday weld with it's a wonderful life i mean i assume that's how they want it pronounced because the f is in parentheses this is mad wasp radio home of the hits Cause I'm still a 
passport stamp Can't you see the twister that you're in?
kiss me on the dance floor In my bloodstream running hot dance war Levitating with the sanity I've seen many Affected, possessed with the best gift Blast the populace, wanna get elastic Stop doing gymnastics Let's 
Kirsty McCall with In These Shoes. Before that, we had Alice Francis with Beat Batized. <laughs> I'm sure I said that correctly. And starting off where I said was Carol Emerald with Excuse My French. I was afraid I was petrified I didn't think that I could live without you by my side but then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong and I grew stronger and I learned how to get along and now you're back from my outer space and i'm just walked in to find you with that look upon your face i should have changed the stupid lock i should have asked you for the key if i'd have known for just one minute you'd be back to bother me go you the one who tried to hurt me with goodbye? Did you think I'd crumble? Did you think I'd lay down and die? Oh, no, no, I, I will survive for as long as I know how to love. I know I still love. I got all my life to live and I got all my love to give. Survive. It took all the strength I had not to fall apart. I had to pick up all the pieces of my broken heart. And I spent all so many nights just feeling sorry for myself. I used to cry, but now I hope I have high. You see me, somebody new. I'm not the foolish little soul that's still in love with you. And so you felt like dropping in and just expect me to be free. Baby, I'm saving all my love for someone who's loving me.
Thank you for going back in time and thwarting my assassin. And while we're laughing about it, I know you didn't really do that. This was a test and you failed. Before you fire, I should inform you. One of us is a double. I took the trouble to swap ties. Somebody taps you on the shoulder. You don't know who is your friend. Let's all just take a deep breath and slowly lower our weapons to the floor. I am alone in the three-part folding mirror on the bathroom door. I am alone in the three-part folding mirror on the bathroom door. Everyone take off your disguises. I see you and your brother dressed as each other this time. So now it appears the double crossers have been too clever by half. The fox has been outfoxed again. The row of smug expressions all erased. I don't care what you fuck sounds do, but your leash is too long. 
Hi, this is Billy Bragg, and you're listening to Mad Wasp Radio. Don't get stung. That was the Magnetic Fields with Fido, Your Leash is Too Long. Before that, we had They Might Be Giants with I Am Alone. And starting off our set was Anoni with I Will Survive. When lost did go to Bacchanalia, he seems to have seen you there. You know the one who puts me in hysteria and makes me behave like a cur.
the beach at Malibu Everybody knows it's coming upon Take one last look at this sacred heart Before it blows And everybody knows Everybody knows Everybody knows That's how it goes Everybody knows Everybody knows Bridges had ridges for ribs that dropped off into empty chests as if your hearts were all stolen treasures. As if an excavation crew were hired to dig up and remove the part of you that let you feel. And while the world above you invented the wheel, you stayed put, knowing it would one day need to roll over top of you to get to where it's going. You had an endlessly flowing supply line of food. You began to brood over humanity and made meals of our hope, as if crushing our spirits would make your mirrors cast better reflections than the ones they gave, as if the only way you could save yourselves was to make the world ugly so no one would notice you hiding in it. You learned to knit pain into a kind of camouflage, treated hope like a mirage that you could use to lure in your next meal. You lived off of our fears if you could taste what we feel. Every night, as the moon read bedtime stories to sunlight, you took darkness as an invite to head out into the world. You curled your hands into wrecking balls. Your breath became squalls. You made rocks rumble. You made land shiver. You made boys and girls pray that someone would deliver them from you. We told them, you aren't real. And then one day, the world changed. You all stayed the same. Just migrated from living underneath bridges to living underneath information superhighways. Days and nights became meaningless. Each already deepened chest became an abyss that no one would ever find the bottom of. Concepts like love fell into your gravity. We turned ourselves into life preservers, hoping to save as many as we could. But the fathers who stood guarding closet doors and the mothers who secured the floors underneath beds all shook their heads, not knowing how to deal with you. 
crept into our lives with tongues like knives stabbing your words into our skin. You began to begin uploading yourselves into our homes. You had computer screens for eyes and software for bones. You turned your hate into stones and hurled them at beauty as if you couldn't bear to see anything other than ugly, anything different. You had fingernails like flint and scraped them along decency, hoping we would be the ones to all catch fire. You all had smiles like one-way barbed wire, not meant to keep us out, meant to keep us in. Always like a firing pin, you spoke in explosions. It isn't cute. It isn't funny. You've talked strangers into death and laughed. And as each family learns to graft skin over the wounds you gave them, you hem yourselves into the scar. You have coaxed the sober back into bars, handed out cigars at memorials, offered nooses, cliffs, and pills to those who unfortunately found you before they found help. You have praised suffering, waltzed in between tragedies, gracefully dipping misery as if we would somehow be impressed with the dexterity of your animosity. You have cheered on rape dashed through police tape as if it were the finish line in a race of who can be awful first. Even now, you somehow see this as an invitation to turn your keyboards into catapults, wondering which one of you can be the first to hate this best. You're loathing, already dressed in riot gear, ready to incite rage, as if each message board is a stage where you recite hostility, turning freedom of speech into freedom of cruelty. We are stuck with you, the same way you are stuck with you. Your mind is glue and it keeps malice fastened there like cheap wallpaper. We were once upon a time told that none of you exist. We dismissed you as make-believe or myth now, armed only with resolve. We can no longer afford to tell ourselves you aren't real. We will not let you make your dinners out of the things we feel. That was Shane Coygen uh, with their poem, Troll. Before that, we had Leonard Cohen with Everybody Knows. And starting off our set was Nakani with Interloper. Frankly, Mr. Shankly, this position I've held, it pays my way. go down in musical history Frankly, Mr. Shankly I'm a sickening wreck I've got the 21st century Breathing down my neck I must move fast You understand me I want to go down in celluloid history Mr. Shankly Or holy Any day, any day, any day 
But sometimes I feel more fulfilled Making Christmas cards with the mentally ill I want to live and I want to love I want to catch something that I might be ashamed of Frankly, Mr. Shankly, this position I held I didn't realize you wrote such bloody awful poetry, Mr. Shankly. Frankly, Mr. Shankly, since you ask, you are a flatulent pain in the ass. I do not mean to be so rude. Still, I must speak frankly, Mr. Shankly. Yeah, a big 
that was our favorite creepy mustache band, Grinderman, with I Don't Need You to Set Me Free. Before that, we had PJ Harvey with Rid of Me. And starting off our set was The Smiths with Frankly Mr. Shankly. Now, here comes the music. Do I look bothered? Oh, you are awful, but I like you. <laughs> Ned was Radio. I once uh, explained to a musician why I liked their music when I didn't realize it was their music. Oh. Actually, it wasn't me. I lied. It wasn't me. It was a. F- it was my. <laughs> I walked in on, I actually walked in on my boyfriend, my college boyfriend at the time, explaining to one of the Ramones why he liked the Ramones. And Oh, oh, so not even like, not even like a musician that you might not understand. No, no, it was at, it was at a concert. It was, we were at a show and um, I had gone to the restroom and when I came back, uh, he was talking to this dude about the Ramones who was playing. And uh, and then I realized that that was Marky Ramone he was talking to. Well, at least it was just Marky. I know. But it was, but it was still like... Uh, I think oh, I, oh God! I'm, the secondhand embarrassment. Yes, oh, I no. I had to, afterwards. I well, I kind of like went rolled up next to him and went. Um, uh, you do you do realize that's Marky Ramone you're talking to right now? Like he was actually on stage with <laughs> like the band. You just saw him on. You stage. just watched him on the thing, and he went what? <laughs> like oh, yes, no. yes. Yes, I'm, the secondhand embarrassment was pretty, I just went, hi, I love your show, I love your music, it was a good show. It was a good show, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. He's very can, drunk, he's very, can, dr- very drunk. He wasn't drunk. Tell one of the talented members of the band that they do, do a good job. Just they do kidding. a very good job. Just kidding, Marky, we're just kidding, Marky. Yes, well, there was, that was, you know, the second, there was a bunch of other Ramones, they, they, yes. he was not an original Ramone. No, he's the second wave of the Ramones. Yes, yes. And weirdly, my <laughs> uncle, my uncle uh, used to be a road manager uh, for bands, and he once did a gig for the with the Ramones, and apparently they used to um, pull some really, really horrible pranks on them. And I felt wait, kind so, wait, of... Wait, did the Ramones pull the pranks on the... the... No, the crew. No, okay, the, okay. the road crew holds really horrible pranks on the Ramones. Um, like, telling That's them... That's not tell, fair. You know they're all drunk and stoned. Yes, telling them that their their car was outside. And then the only thing is, is that they would get their comeuppance because the couple times that they did it, like the time that they said, oh yeah, your car is waiting right outside this door. And then they went out and then the door was locked so they couldn't come back in and the car wasn't there. They just went off and roamed around. <laughs> they just went wandering. Wandering like, oh. whatever city they were in. And so, so. Hey, oh, okay. I don't see the car. So apparently yeah, my, my no. uncle went, Let's go okay. Let's find something to eat. Yeah, my uncle was like, okay, we can't do this anymore. This apparently is not a joke that we can do on them because they're just going to wander off and then we have to figure out where they are. Yeah, then you have to check to see where the Ramones have gone. I'm just imagining like a Scooby-Doo-esque like chase <laughs> where, where the 
Ramones are exiting one door and the stage manager is coming out of another and just missing each other. Yes, uh, that's probably. I, that's probably. Uh, one of my college teachers almost murdered Joey Ramone. Oh. With a bike. Yeah. <laughs> oh. When he was in college, he told us about the time he almost murdered Joey Ramone accidentally. Uh, he like was coming, one does. He was riding a bike. He was riding his bike home from work, coming down a, a steep hill. Like, you know, gaining just crazy momentum and had cut behind this alley to avoid traffic when it was and it was the alley for a club and the stage door opened and Joey Ramone steps out of the stage door directly in the path of my teacher and his bike going, you know, many, many miles per hour. <laughs> we were like, what did you do? He's like, I bailed. I bailed on the bike. I just I just tipped it over and just skidded to a halt. He's like, I know who it was. I can't murder Joey Ramone. <laughs> Did it hurt? He's like, yeah, it hurt. Did Joey Ramone oh, even I, notice? I Well, I would imagine he noticed the young man skidding to a halt in a bike several feet from him. Yeah. It's like, what happened? He's like, he was like, you all right? He was like, no. He's like, oh. And then he got on the bus. <laughs> yeah, let's see. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah. I once uh, accidentally tripped... Uh, Eddie Vedder for our older li- for our listeners who are my age so in your like 40s um, Eddie Vedder is the singer for Pearl Jam and mm-hmm. uh, when I was at a what is it Lollapalooza I accidentally I was laying on the grass and went to move my foot as someone jumped over me and it was just a confluence of events. I moved my leg just as he was, as this, as the strange man was leaping over me, chasing a girl down the street, or in the you know concert area, and uh, my foot caught his foot, and tr- <laughs> and he slid across the grass, getting a giant grass stain, and jumped up, and I went, oh man, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And he was like, yep, fine, I gotta go, and he ran, and then. When Pearl Jam started to play, my boyfriend at the time uh, looked up at the stage and pointed at him and went, uh, hey, do you notice anything interesting about that guy up there? And I went, it's Eddie Vedder. I don't know what you're talking about. What, what are you talking about? He's like, do you notice the grass stain on his knee? <laughs> and I went, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, now I feel slightly bad. My brush, my brush with fame was very stupid. <laughs> I don't think I've ever tripped a celebrity. It wasn't. I have not noticed. I have not known who they were before and gotten them mad at me. But that's just football, guys. <laughs> they, they should have known better. Look, I know you're Dan Marino, and this is South Florida, but I don't know who the hell you are. I don't. Know. Come on, man. I almost got into a fist fight at a Bauhaus. A, a Bauhaus concert. Still say Bauhaus because that's how my teacher said it in class and during <laughs> frigging uh, art history. And I know that's not right. It was an amazing show. Yes. And especially amazing when you consider none of them liked each other. Yeah. <laughs> they barely interacted with one another on stage. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. It was really good. And I almost got into a fist fight, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, I almost got into it. had a... nothing to do with Bauhaus. Yeah. I almost got into a fist fight during a, what was the show? Metallica, Suicidal Tendencies, and Danzig show. 
That's a combo. I was wearing overalls and a leather and a motorcycle jacket. And this woman next to me um, poured her beer all over me. Um, She banged into me and her whole entire 16 ounces solo cup of cheap, cheap beer just poured right down my shirt and like into my overalls. And, uh, my boyfriend, my college boyfriend, same boyfriend, he's the one who had to put up with me being a very, uh, angry, (laughs) angry 20 year old, grabbed me by the back of my leather jacket, which I then slid out of to go after this woman, and then he had to quickly grab the back of my overalls and hold me like a cartoon character, where I felt like I was like running in place because I really (laughs) wanted to go and punch her (laughs) because I was sopping wet. And mostly I was just yelling, you just need to apologize. It was the fact that she just went, oh, yeah, sucks to be you, and then just continued. (laughs) I was like, it's like, oh, I'm going, I mean, I'm going I, to get I was, you. I this this we were in front of this girl and she had been slamming into my friend who oh, was yeah. next to me because she was trying to get her to move so she could take her spot. To get oh her yeah, to we've all been there. Yes. Yeah, we've all had that jerk. And so I was just and my friend was very timid and I had just had enough. So I moved them and stood in in their spot. I was like, you stand here. And I will stand here. So when she slammed into me and tried to, I just grabbed a hold of her and shoved her back and was like, no, you go there. And that was when she started to try to fight me. And then when I turned around and she realized I was fully ready to fight her, she was like, uh, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just drunk. Do you want to meet the band? And I was like, no, no, I do not. But do you want to fight? <laughs> I didn't say that. I thought it. I was just looking at her. I was like, no doing one of those like just dead-eyed stare (laughs) yeah my poor i'm sorry i didn't realize you were there i'm like yeah i'm hard to miss with my mohawk my poor sister mingan was very nice and and bought tickets to see nick cave in nashville and we got to spend the weekend it was a very lovely weekend but but we went to see Grinder Man in Creepy in, Mustache Band, yeah. Yeah, Creepy Mustache <laughs> Band. Um, and we we managed to get into like I'm not really great with crowds. I have some claustrophobia and some social anxiety, and so crowds are like right. standing room. Also, I am five two, so like it's very hard to see and. We made it through that we we made a friend and he was basically like, here, uh, if I go with you, you two lovely ladies, uh, we'll get closer to the front. <laughs> and so <laughs> he's using you to get closer to the yeah, front. And he totally you guys soften them up. Right. And he totally admitted that he's like, you, you two go ahead and I will follow you and it will be just we'll pretend that I'm part of this. And, and we're like, yeah, sure. OK, whatever. <laughs> And so we got we got fairly close, and then this uh, person pushed their way in front of me and stood right directly in front of me, so that oh. I, there was I had no visibility whatsoever, and I just remember poking like tapping them on the shoulder, trying to get their attention because it was like I am right here, man, <laughs> right here. That's just poor, yeah, that's and just poor I can't. And I can't see. I can't see at all. Like, all I can see is your back. Like, that's, that's just, it. That's just 
crappy concept. Yeah, so I had to go... Well, push your way to the front if you're super tall. Right, but there was a... But I had a moment where I was just standing there staring, and poor Mingan was very much going, uh, Emmett, Emmett, uh, what, what's going on? <laughs> like, are you, are you okay? And I was like, I'm trying to decide if I want to start a fight or not. <laughs> like, I am too old for this crap. Uh... I am 40 years old at, at this point. I am 40 years old, and I am about to start a bar brawl, and... I'm trying to figure out, do I have the bail money that is going to be required when this happens? Because <laughs> I'm doing the math right now. And she, she's like, like oh, I'm doing the math. And she's big. She's big. She's big. I'm going to knock me down and it's going to hurt. And I'm trying to figure out. Does it, and, she, and Minga was like, please don't. Please don't get into a fight in the middle of the, a, a grinder man concert. And I was like, no, no. All right. All right. You know what? I'm just going to go and go stand in the far back, in the far, far back with all the other short people who have been relegated to the far back. And that's what I did. And watch the show from back there. <laughs> and with that, this has been the Clockwork Cabaret. She is Lady Addercup. And she is Emmett Davenport. It's not work we do. It's love. Mad Wasp waiting up. And we've just had a message in from General Henderson. Um, it seems to be for people who do not listen to Mad Wasp Radio. You're nothing but a bunch of spineless, gutless sheep. The lot of you. Nah, nah. Well, he seems to be of sound mind, but can we get a scientific opinion on that? Certain sections of the brain seem to be missing. That's unfortunate, but I don't suppose it can be helped. Mad Wasp Radio.